The Timeless Podcast Company present this podcast. In immersive sound design. The Timeless Podcast Company presents this episode of the Did I Ever Tell You the One About podcast. Did I ever tell you the one about Big Daddy Kane? In this episode, Kane shares with us some of his favorite memories both in the studio and on tour, and his favorite artists that he worked with, including some of his favorite memories. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. I had the opportunity to work with so many other amazing legends. One was Patti LaBelle. How that came about was she reached out to Benny Medina about her son, Zuri, and wanted me to autograph a poster. So I, I did it, and when I said, hey, Benny, tell Patty, don't be scaring me like that. I thought she was calling because she wanted to do a song or something. Man, don't scare me like that. And then Benny Medina hit me back and said, um, she said, yeah. She said she would love to do a song with you. Big Daddy Kane's middle school friend, Drip. I knew it was on. I knew it was over. I knew it was over. I knew he was gone. I knew he was going to blow up into who he's become. Um, and I think, if you really think about it, there were a bunch of other MCs in Brooklyn throughout. Brooklyn's huge, right? There's a lot of MCs in Brooklyn. But Kane was like that first megastar. He was the first guy to just like to be out of here. Once I heard some of those underground tapes they was making, Kane always stood out in the group. And to be honest with you, everybody supported that when he did his solo thing. There was no hate, no nothing. He was like the first dude, because once he got on, as you can see, he put a lot of other people on too. Big Daddy Kane's friend, A.B. Money. Kane was the, the step for all of us to see that we can get on. I was always around him, so I was always telling him that he was going to be somebody. I knew Kane was going to be somebody before Magnum Force, before Debonair 3. That's where our friendship come, before the music. You know what I mean? And I knew that he always had the talent to be able to do what he do. She said, let's make it happen. And sure enough, so I got the word, um, we're going to do it in Philly, date and everything. Then I guess Patty's assistant called me and asked me, what do I like to eat? I'm a pescatarian. So I said, do you mind if the fish is fried? I'm like, nah, that's cool. Uh, he's like, um, do you um, eat like collard greens and stuff like that? And I'm like, yeah, as long as there's no meat in it. So I said, like, what about like mac and cheese and stuff? I'm like, yeah, I love mac and cheese. And when I got there to the studio, Patti LaBelle had cooked a whole meal for me. She had fried fish, she made collard greens, she made mac and cheese, and she made potato salad and brought all this to the studio. <laughs> and I'm sitting there eating like it's Thanksgiving for a studio session. And... Yeah, and I went in and did my verse, and she she was like, I love it, I love it, it's amazing. And even though she'd already above and beyond the call, I still had to ask her. I was like, if it's not a problem, is it any way possible that I can just hear you sing? And she was like, oh, boyfriend, that ain't nothing. She had the engineer bring the track back up, and she went and did the vocals over just for me.
there was some um, artists that wouldn't even let you use the entire stage, you know, because I had production. Like, I had this big, gigantic crown, and I had um, a bathtub, like a jacuzzi bathtub on stage. So, you know, I, I was occupying a, a portion of the stage, but it was like, you know, we it was move, it, it had wheels on it. So it was like, you know, we can move it back. When it's time for us, just pull it on up, you know, because I, like I said, I really wanted it, the whole tour to be dope. I didn't just want Big Daddy Kane to be dope. I wanted it to look like this whole tour was amazing from beginning to end, you know? Member of the Juice Crew All-Stars, the legendary DJ Mr. C. You know, some of my fondest memories of being on the road with Kane, we never rehearsed. All the years of us doing shows, we never rehearsed. Our chemistry, me and Kane's chemistry was so locked in. We would go over the show 10 to 5 minutes before I go, we go on stage, backstage, and we would just be like, okay, I'm going to do one verse of Raw, and after I say, because I get Raw, before the chorus come in, then you're going to bring in some, Like, that would be our game plan. It was nothing written. It was nothing rehearsed. We would have a verbal conversation 10 minutes before we go on, and then we would go through the show. So for all the people that appreciate Kane's performance style and how we used to perform back then on them tours, just understand that we never rehearsed. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. So, you know, we had that type of thing. And we and all the artists had a great relationship. Like uh, the Kane crew and third base, we'd be out playing basketball against each other. You know, Queen Latifah, you know, we'd be up in Latifah room. Latifah would be up in our room. And this Latifah had Moni Love out with her and Apache at that time. They were traveling along with her. Um, matter of fact, I think somewhere near the tail end, that, that second leg, yeah, the second leg after the Patti LaBelle tour, she even brought Tretch out. Um, I don't believe he had a song out yet, but Tretch even came out on that second leg. And then, oh, oh, I'm leaving out the best part, Digital Underground. These dudes walked around and handed out papers declaring war on the other groups with a water gun fight. They had big, gigantic super soakers and they handed out flyers declaring war against all the other artists. And they meant it. The beauty of us touring was that uh, the water fights was classic, man. The water fights and slipping on the water and Latifah coming with the big, big water guns. And After the show was over, they come by with, with super soakers <laughs> and wet you up. So that ended up where <laughs> the next day, uh, me, third base, Latifah, we all have to go to Toys R Us and buy a bunch of super soakers. And every night after the show, it's war. We <laughs> we inside, um, yeah, the dressing room, back up or backstage, you know, running around, shooting each other with water guns. It's like real water gun fight. And then I guess it got kind of got serious to Queen Latifah because um, she started putting scalding hot water in her water guns, you know, <laughs> and stinging the hell out of people. <laughs> and then she took it to the next level when she just... The, the, the big gray trays of ice that they would have in your dressing room, Latifah take the whole tray of ice and just dump it on you, you know? But I mean, we were having the time of our life out there on this tour, you know? We were having the time of our life. 
nothing but fun and everybody just showing love on each other tour buses and man it was a, a beautiful thing you know and then you know I'm meeting who would become the legendary Tupac Shakur because he was just dancing with digital then but he was telling me yo I'm, I got my own stuff coming out I'm like, oh, okay, and he spit a verse for me, and I was like, yeah, 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 you, you sound dope. You know, he's telling me about what he want to do and everything, and he was asking me a lot of questions about what you think about this, why do you do that, and it was amazing. Then, you know, you, you look around, and next thing you know, this brother is Tupac Shakur. And that's actually my fondest memory of Pac as well. You know, this is a young Tupac that was, uh, you know, just getting to his flow of where he wanted to be in his career and so on and so forth. So this wasn't the most militant Pac that we got to know later on. This was the fun, just having fun and just pulling each other's pants down and running. And, you know, that wasn't the only person like that because, as I said, there was a second leg to the tour, which happened after the Patti LaBelle tour. And we went out on that second leg. I came back this time and was like, I want to do these outfit changes. So I um, went to my man Positive K and the brother that I was working in the studio with, Jay-Z, and I asked him to come out on the road with me. I want y'all to put your hands together for my brother Jay-Z Positive K. And I brought both of them out on the road with me where I would do half of my show in one outfit. And then um, you would see me go back um, down in the crown and I'd let them come out. And Positive K and Jay-Z would rhyme on stage. And then after they get through, I come out in the jacuzzi and finish up the rest of the show in a different outfit. And um, yeah, this was like, you know, <laughs> something that I thought was real, real, real different. The Did I Ever Tell You the One About podcast, Did I Ever Tell You the One About Big Daddy Kane, is a timeless podcast production. Executive produced by Chantel Barron and MC Search for 4MC Multimedia and the Timeless Podcast Company. Co-executive produced by Eric DJ Eclipse Win for Pay to Win Management. Co-produced by Antonio Hardy and Saquon Johnson. Story contributors were AB Money, Chris Rock, Cliff Love, Disco Richie, courtesy of Divine Sounds, DJ Mr. C, Drip, Grandmaster Kaz, Lionel the Big Kid Martin, Little Daddy Shane, Master Ace, Ralph McDaniels, Steve Brown, Vaughn Lee, professionally known as Cutmaster Cool V, appears courtesy of BP Entertainment, Hip Hop Hands Foundation, and DJCoolV.com. Lead sound designer, Brett Epic Mazer. Associate sound design, Patrick Garcia. Timeless podcast immersive sound design voiceover by Tembisa Mashaka. An additional voiceover by special guest Kim Osario.